T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hey, fellas, real quick, let's go to our let's go to our list. Let's see how we did. Ooh, let's go. All right. All right. So they're talking. We'll have it whenever uh, we're allowed. We don't pay for press conferences. You will hear everything that you need to know. And the news is anyway that Fluce is back. Offensive staff led by Luke Getze is out. We'll get Pat Manley's reaction to that. In 30 minutes, Mark Grody is there. He'll join us with a full report from Hallis Hall at 5 o'clock. And no matter what sort of spin zone that they give us, and again, we'll give to you uh, when when we have it and when we can, um, what matters here is they're going forward with Matt Eberflus, but the offensive side of the ball, whether it's Fields or Caleb, and we both think it will be, Caleb and not Fields. Well, you're not you're not there necessarily that it's going to be Caleb, but you think it will not be Fields. Oh, I, I, we're both. I just don't want to speak for you. I understand. We're both there where we want it to be a first round number one overall draft pick. I'm ready for that. Yes, and I think we are both there that we think it will be because of the sensibility of it. But man, I I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, but and, I think and, that's what it's going okay. to be. Okay, and I listen, and I do trust polls. Like I, I trust polls's football evaluation overall. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, and I want to reiterate, as, as frustrated as I am at the seeming lack of ambition and creativity and boldness by this move, I still think the Bears are heading in the right direction. And because of the number one pick, yeah. it's a damn exciting time to be a Bears fan because if he's as good as people say he is, you can overcome a lot. So do you want to do your preferred name, my preferred name, and then go through other possible names? Or do you want to throw all of your names at me and I'll tell you which ones I like and don't like? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, L- and, I'll, and, and we'll see if I, you get to a name that I that I would put at the top of my list right now. Okay, cool. All right. um, so these are some of the possibilities. Some of them have been out there for a couple of days. Some of them, like some Bears beat guys, have just started to put together lists. These are viable possibilities for Bears offensive coordinator. Okay? Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel, which sounds a lot like Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. I never wrote the song, but anyway, came to our attention with Favre in Green Bay, former offensive coordinator for Russell Wilson in his glory days in Seattle. Uh, Worked with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, was the interim head coach after Urban Meyer got launched. Right now, the passing game coordinator for your guy, Mike McDaniel in the Dolphins, has been there for both years as the passing game coordinator for Mike McDaniel. Daryl Bevel is opportunity number one. The list of quarterbacks he's worked with is tough to beat, right? Johns writes it out. Uh, 
Favre, Brad Johnson, Russell Williams, Matt Stafford, Trevor, Lo- Trevor Lawrence, and Tua. That's pretty impressive in terms of gunslinger, pocket passer, strong arm, small, tall, big arm. Multiple systems so yeah. could do whatever they think is the right fit for whoever they get. That is a it is a undeniably impressive list of quarterbacks that he's that he's worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the problem with hiring Daryl Bevel to work with Matt Eberflus? Well, he's not a play caller right now. When was he a play caller? When he worked for Pete Carroll, he was the only. So, so he was. The, so he was the play. So he was the play caller in Seattle in twenty like fifteen. Right, that was their best offensive year. Hmm. So. You know, so sure. I mean, so not a play caller right now. Uh, would be tempted to become and be a play caller. Would be would be tempted to get back to being a play caller. Mm-hmm. Maybe would see Caleb as a shot at being a, a head coach. He's in his, what, mid-50s, 54, 55 years old. Um, there's not too many negatives to that. I think that there's a, a chance that his head coaching dreams have passed him by. I don't think he's going to be your aspirational head coach guy who's going to leave in a year or even get courted in a year. Right. That. So, yeah, I think that that, that checks a lot of boxes in the best okay. of the situation that they've put themselves into. I still will be a little petulant and not like the situation they've put themselves into. But been a play caller, not mm-hmm. likely to be a head coach, worked with a bunch of different quarterbacks. You definitely could give me worse names. Okay. Um, right. How about Greg Roman? Goes all the way back to Stanford with Jim Harbaugh. Obviously, San Francisco with Harbaugh and Colin Kaepernick. Four years with Lamar Jackson, which uh, was beautiful up until it wasn't. And Lamar has bloomed here in his first year with Todd Munkin and not Greg Roman. Greg Roman out of work right now. No head coaching dreams. I have no interest. I think he's very overrated. I think he's a running guy. He's a running game guy. Like he's never had a top twelve passing offense in his entire career. Yeah, he, San, San Fran was a running game guy. Was a running game thing with and, Harbaugh, and, and, and Baltimore was too. Uh-huh. And they, they got they got rid they got rid of him in Baltimore because Lamar didn't progress as a passer. I think Greg Roman would have made sense two years ago for Justin Fields. You know what I mean? As you like slow played his development as a passer, but I don't think you want to bring in a guy who you're trying to turn into Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers and say, we want the guy who's like the most creative run game caller in, in, in the NFL and, and wants his quarterback to be a big runner as well. What if it's fields? What, what, what if it's fields and that's, I, I, and I, you're trying to do I, that kind I, of thing? I still think then you're stunt. I, 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 like I said, I would have done that with fields two years ago. Like, I, I think that you're probably stunting some of the development of fields, the passer. Mm-hmm. If you go with Greg Roman, like Greg Roman is the guy that, um, I don't know, like Desmond Ritter, you know, you know what I mean? like, like, I, like, I think that he can maximize a mobile athletic quarterback, but I don't think he's the guy I mean, one year in a different system with Lamar and he's having the best passing season of his life. Yeah. After, after Greg, wonder Roman. if Greg Roman is going to be with Justin Fields in Atlanta. Just a thought. Yeah, maybe. And say, Hey, we'll, Let's try and be pretty good right away, shall and we? And be great with Bijan Robinson, with, B, with Bijan and Tyler and, Algier too, and, and Fields doing a ton of RPOs. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I, from if I'm trying to become the best passing team in Bears history, yeah. eventually, I have zero interest in Greg Roman. All right, here's another one: Byron Leftwich fired last January by Tampa Bay after Tom Brady's last season. Currently on the couch, head coaching interviews aplenty in 2021 but available 
interested in Byron Leftwich as offensive coordinator? Yes, but <laughs> I don't like. There was a there was a huge thing there. Yeah, on, huge, huge on, moment. I, well, there was a big thing. I'm like. What was he actually responsible for? Because Bruce Arians <laughs> was the offensive mind as the head coach. And there was a guy named Tom Brady. Yeah, was who, had, who had a pretty big say in the game planning and the acquisitions and the scheme and what he was comfortable with and all that. You know what I mean? Like, had success as a play caller, but was he really calling the plays? Like, there was a little bit of, like, Matt Nagy, Andy Reid, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid to it. Like, nobody ever really figured out yep. what Leftwich was individually responsible for. And you point me to the quarterback that he developed. Like, he was, he, his best stuff was with Brady. So, not, not, not interested. Okay. Um, I mean, and I'm doing this under the assumption that it's Caleb, by the way. I'm answering these under the assumption that, 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 it's, that it's Caleb. I think it's fair. Uh, I, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, how about Zach Robinson? He's been with Sean McVay for five years. We know about everybody off the McVay tree from uh, the guy in Minnesota yep. to, um, I, I, it just, there's a million. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan, then everybody after that has been with McVay or in that system. Um, He's the passing game coordinator for the Rams. And the quarterback's coach. And he has been that for several years. So pass game coordinator, quarterback's coach with Sean McVay, been there for five years. What about Zach Robinson? Did you just pluck somebody off that tree as a first-time play caller? Never called plays, obviously, under McVay. You just said it. Not interested. I, I, th- I think that you have – we just saw what happened with Luke Getze. Young guy – you're very empowered under Matt Eberflus, especially yeah. if Matt Eberflus is calling the defense. Yes. Like, you, if you've got Caleb Williams and you can't even hire someone who's been a play caller before, mm-hmm. like, forget, like, I understand that you're limiting yourself because you're not hiring head coaches, but now you're telling me that you can't even hire someone who's called plays successfully in the NFL before? No, like there are guys who have worked with McVeigh that maybe you'll get to, maybe you won't, who have called plays that that I'm that I'm more interested. Okay, in. go, uh, all right. Go well, let's see. I'm not sure if we'll get there or not. Uh, Clint Kubiak, 49ers passing game coordinator, 35 years old. Yeah, that's a familiar last name, Gary Kubiak's son. But Kyle Shanahan's a familiar last name. Sometimes it can work. Clint Kubiak at 35 from the Shanahan tree. Same, similar, same similar thing. issue. Same thing. Like okay. I, I, I listen. I think that he might be great, hmm. and if you think he's great, that's fine. But it strikes me as a huge oh. risk. That if you're you're hiring someone who has never called plays, I don't I don't understand. Like I I think that that's shooting too low. This is a good job. Like we need to treat this job like uh-huh. it's a, it's not as good as it could be. But this is a good job. The opportunity to have DJ Moore, Darnell Wright, uh, Tevin Jenkins, Cole Komet, Caleb Williams, another top ten draft pick, pretty good defense uh, in a big town. But I'm just talking about for the offense. For the offense I'm just yes. talking about for the offense. But 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 to your point, I guess that. A defense that should be good that should give you the ball quite a bit, right? Like, I think this is a it it it, it could have been a great job if you were open for head coach. It still is a pretty good job. I don't think you need a first time to limit yourself to first time play callers. Here. Okay, well, so so here's one that I thought might have been yours, but maybe not because I think he would be a first time play caller, and that's the Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan. He's been the OC in Cincy for five years, fourteen years in the NFL. He has had head coach interviews before. Brian Callahan. Brian Callahan, uh, the play caller issue would be there for me. 
He has a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken, uh, diversity of background, right? Because he worked with Caldwell and Gruden mm-hmm. before. So what I like about him the diversity is, is, important, is he, I agree. he doesn't come up like he would have been on my list for head coach. You know what I mean? And now, again, you'd say, wait, wait a minute. He hasn't called plays, but there's a he's going to get head coaching offers because of his diversity of background and his experience there. So I think he's a very exciting name, but not being the play caller would definitely scare me. All right. I only have two more before I would get to my guy. So if I don't get to your guy here, then we got trouble. Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator in Los Angeles with the Chargers. He's interviewing for the head coach job there. Obviously, former Boise State quarterback and former Cowboys offensive coordinator for several years of varying levels of success for Jason Garrett and for Mike McCarthy, working with Dak Prescott and others. Uh, Kellen Moore is very, very, very well respected in football circles as a play caller. Um, I would want to know what happened this year with the Chargers more specifically. I, if you would have, like, we talked about it a lot on first and pod, uh, better, who's going to have the better offense this year, Mike McCarthy in Dallas or Kellen Moore in LA. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty damn sure it was going to be Kellen Moore in LA and it wasn't, and it wasn't really close. So what the hell happened? How did, how did Mike McCarthy get Dak Prescott to have his best year ever when Kellen Moore left and the Chargers did not take a step forward when they got Kellen Moore? I don't have a good answer to that question as an outsider, but I know his respect as a play caller is pretty damn high, so I would definitely talk to him, but that would be my concern. Why did Dallas get better when you left and there wasn't a big step forward in L.A.? Very fair question. That, that would be concerning for me. All right. The Washington head coaching job is open. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is going to get it, but if they go a different direction, it's possible that Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator in Washington, is available. Your thoughts on Eric Bieniemy maybe making the lateral move to come here if Washington evaporates? It makes all the sense in the world. He's not my number one name, hmm. but he is very high. He's on my he's on my absolute short list. And he may maybe he is my number one name. We just got this news today. Like he he would be on my shortest of lists because I think it's pretty insane that he hasn't gotten a head coaching opportunity. Sam Howell was crazy productive this year. He's been a play caller. Uh he Obviously came up under my guy, Andy Reid. He has a relationship with Ryan Poles. And if you buy the argument that Caleb is similar to Mahomes in terms of development and stylistically, uh-huh. who knows Patrick Mahomes better that's available for you to hire than Eric Bieniemy? I I think Eric Bieniemy makes a ton of sense if he actually is going to not get a head coaching job again. Especially if Ryan Poles is having a heavier hand in the hiring process with Matt Eberflus this time around. And Ryan Poles famously said, you know where I come from regarding Kansas City. Now, it would not scare me, and I would want to hire an offensive coordinator who could be promoted to head coach. It would probably scare Matt Eberflus. But, like, Eric Bieniemy clearly wants to be a head coach. Sure. And he will leave the first time an NFL team offers him a head coaching job. 
So how good of a staff can he put together given that he couldn't take everyone he wanted from Kansas City to Washington Mm -hmm. and now he's leaving Washington to come here? But he might be able to take as many as he wants from Washington. If they're flipping it over, then he might get get to do whatever he wants. Maybe, maybe. And and then but then how many would he take again if he you know, it could be four teams in four years if he goes and is a head coach in 2025. You know, if he if he came here. So that's the thing that would concern me a little bit mm-hmm. about him. So you want my name um, or do you want to give me yours? It, well, give, wh- why don't I give me give you mine okay. at this point? All right. Give me, yeah. I know it's it, to me. It's Frank Reich. Now, I know Frank Reich had a disaster in that's Carolina. Who you, would, you would hire or who you expect them that, to hire? That, both, frankly. Oh, OK. They, these dovetail together. But for me, it is who I would hire. Because in this situation where Matty Berflus is retained, he needs somebody who he doesn't have to check on at all. He can just let this person do their thing with the offense. And granted, he could do that with Biennemi. He could obviously do that with Roman. He could do it, I think, with Leftwich and, and with a, you know, a couple others. But Frank Reich, the disaster in Carolina, I don't put that on him, especially with this idea that he wanted Stroud over Bryce Young. We know that has been debated. But they have a disaster of a situation where they just fired the GM. David Tepper's a crazy person. That whole situation is sloppy. They traded away DJ Moore, traded away McCaffrey, et cetera. This is a guy who was an offensive coordinator in Philly with Wentz and Foles and won a Super Bowl. Then as a head coach in Indy, he went to the playoffs with Andrew Luck after starting one and five, had a pretty damn good year with Jacoby Brissett, playoffs with Phillip Rivers, and then near playoffs with Carson Wentz. He almost went playoffs. He had four good offensive years with four different quarterbacks, four years in a row as the head coach in Indy. That impressed the hell out of me. And fired there it in should. 20. It, right? I mean, that, that was very impressive. And by, by the, the way, way we, uh, real quick on this, we are going to talk to Boomer Esiason yeah. tomorrow at 3 on what he would do with the situation. And remember, best friends and college roommates with Frank Reich. So we'll be able to get some insight into his relationship with Eberflus, what happened in Carolina, if Caleb would be attractive to him, all that stuff. And that's, so that's the other thing. This is a franchise where quarterbacks go to die. Thank you, Boomer. Thank you, Boomer. He's so right. But Eberflus was the defensive coordinator under head coach Frank Reich in Indy. And and they have a relationship. And I think Eberflus could rest easy and let the room be run by Frank Reich and not have to worry about it at all. He can run the defense, be the head coach, but let the offense be in good hands with a guy who has led multiple different styles of quarterbacks in multiple places. So here is my issue with it. Okay. And I think that this breaks along some of our personality or normal disagreements like Matt Eberflus being comfortable with it that is so low on my priority list now it clearly might be higher on theirs but like professional discomfort's okay you know and I I wasn't talking about comfort as much as I'm talking about responsibility like but but, but I'm saying like Eric Bieniemy has run an offense. We just saw him do it this sure. year. He had a defensive head coach. He was totally empowered to run. They gave him the bump in title, right? From I think he, I think his title was assistant head coach in in Washington this past year. So I mean, my point is, there are a lot of guys that you could hire that absolutely have the, have the capability to run the entirety of the offense without much involvement from the head coach. Uh-huh. That don't have that wouldn't make Matt Eberflus sleep easy at night because you know he's not coming for his job or he's not doesn't have the desire of being a head coach anymore. And, yeah, I think, I think Frank Reich makes a ton of sense for what they will do. It feels a little too much like, oh, Matt, what would you like? 
Matt, what would make Matt Eberflus as comfortable as possible? I understand, but couldn't you argue that Frank Reich is more qualified than Eric Bieniemy? I yep. certainly could. Yeah, of course. Because the number of years, number of different quarterbacks he's worked with, num- the yes. amount of success that he's had. I mean, it, so we, it's not just about comfort. At it, that point. No, it's not just about it. But I mean, but I mean, there are other. All right, I'll give you my name. Give me, give me your name, because because we'll have time to debate this stuff. But I'm on record with with Frank Reich. I think makes all the sense in the world. And for the record, just. To get on record with you, I think he's the favorite. So I, I in terms of this is again what they will do, what I would do, mm-hmm. right? Is there's we have to always be making those qualifiers out there. And it, this all just happened today. I've been thinking about it. There's a ton of names you could go with. Shane Waldron. He was on my list for head coach last year, like at the beginning when we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. They just fired Pete Carroll, and they announced that. Anyone on the staff could go seek other employment opportunities elsewhere. This is a guy who has been a play caller, who got a ton out of Geno Smith. Yes, he did. When nobody thought that Geno Smith was much of anything. Won some games with Drew Locke this year. Won games with Drew Locke. Who did he coach under? Bill Belichick, Sean McVay, Pete Carroll. And he's been a play caller. So he's worked under the best head coach ever, Bill Belichick. Been the top offensive voice on a staff under an arguable Hall of Famer in Pete Carroll, where he was the play caller. And he is on the Sean McVay tree, which dominates modern offense in the NFL. Like that, to me, checks a ton of boxes where the only thing he doesn't have is head coaching experience, but you're hiring for offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And he's not the shiniest name out there because Harbaugh's out there, because Belichick might be out there, because Vrabel's now out there, because Ben Johnson is younger and is now going to be out there. Like I'll give you one more advantage. If everybody on Seattle is available, then he could bring a quarterback coach with him, a couple other assistants. Yeah, so so to me – Shane Waldron's diversity of background and play calling experience, and he might be a head coach. Like he is young enough and thought highly enough about and gets interviews and that sort of like whereas like Frank Reich obviously has been a head coach, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's really much of a shot at Matt Eberflus leaves and Frank Reich becomes the head coach. Because because Frank Reich is older and is loyal to Eberflus and all of that. So like they would be pretty joined at the hip. I think there's a chance that a guy like Shane Waldron would come in, bond with Caleb Williams, have a great offensive season or two. Ultimately, you decide, hey, Eberflus isn't the guy, but we've got the guy in-house to promote to the big chair, and there's continuity for our quarterback. So that's appealing to me. Uh, And a guy who's a little bit younger. I get it. Who could grow into the head coaching role and give you continuity with your quarterback. So Shane Waldron, he became available like three hours ago. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. they when, when they fired Pete Carroll and because it, because you weren't going to be able to get Shane Waldron to be your offensive coordinator uh, when Pete Carroll was still there. And it does, you can't take a lateral job. You're right. It does speak along some of our differences because what you're talking about is a guy who might be closest to the dream of finding the offensive mind that bonds with the quarterback and could stay here a long time yes. in spite of the Eberflus you don't want to be retained. Correct. 
Correct. <laughs> exactly. I'm not giving up on the dream just because they are. <laughs> I don't have to play by their rules. This is part of the Spiegel show, baby. Uh-huh. Play by our rules here. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm, we don't pay for press conferences. But honestly, Belichick, McVeigh. It's good. Carroll mm-hmm. and a play caller and a guy who maximized Geno Smith. Imagine what he could do with Caleb Williams. We'll ask Pat Manley what he thinks about the idea that Getzi is gone. Eberflus is back. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.